the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duels. Stable Duels is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are back again for another Thursday edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. You hear my voice. You know the name. It's really real. Villain real. It's real. From Junior sitting in the seat. And I got my guy Scott Rochelle with me. What's going on, Scott? Nothing much. I'm looking forward to the final play-ins and the actual playoffs. But unfortunately, this is the only day for a while where we have no basketball whatsoever. So we're going to try to cover a lot of stuff coming up in the week. Do you think they should have scheduled this better? Because I'm not sure why the Clippers-Timberwolves uh, game is not tonight and the Hawks game no. isn't tomorrow night. No, so I actually feel like that those eight and – those not eight and nine, but those nine and ten seeds, they should be playing a back-to-back tonight. We should be getting these games tonight. That's my opinion. I think we should be getting the games tonight. And I think because you were the 9 and 10 seed, because at the end of the day, the playing tournament is to make the regular season more valuable and to give some value to those 9 and 10 seeds and give them a chance to get in, you should be playing a back-to-back. You had to play back-to-backs throughout the court duration of the whole season, so it's nothing foreign to you. I think if you if you won that 9-10 game, you should be playing a back-to-back tonight trying to get into the playoffs. I'm just trying to find a middle ground, and I'm confused why, even if you don't follow the back-to-back angle. So the, the Hawks are going to have one day off, yeah. and they're going to end up playing against the Cavs. But you have the Timberwolves and the Clippers. and uh, Sorry, the uh, Clippers and the Pelicans. The oh, well, yeah. No, but, yeah, yeah. Pel- no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. I, I, I'm just not sure why you fully need both of them on the same day. I mean, it kind of goes into the back-to-back angle because one team could maybe do a back-to-back or something like that, but do you really need both play-in games on the same day? I feel like you could space that out one-one, right? No, because I I would prefer both on the same day because I don't want this somewhat meaningless basketball to delay me from getting to the playoffs. So I want it to be as a quick transition as possible from the play-in game from the end of the season to play in to the playoffs. Well, my point is that would you rather have a full day off like today or one game for the next two days? No, I, would, I wouldn't rather have a day off at all. I'd rather, like I said, I'd just rather yeah. those two teams that played yesterday just play again today. So as soon as the other two losers had lost, they should have already been on the plane going back to where they were going to unless they were, you know, at home and mm-hmm. staying at home. And – 
right after this playing game, the other two teams are getting on the road because they know they got to play again tomorrow to get in. Like, you, 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 you're getting a day rest. And granted, other teams getting two-day rest, so they still have a rest advantage. But I don't know. I, this day off is actually really throwing me off, and I just would have preferred the nine, ten teams to just go ahead and play on a bat-to-bat. But, I mean, I get it. It's trying to be as fair to everybody. At least they're getting one day's rest. But Yeah, I realize I kind of misspoke when I first addressed it because I forgot you had an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference playing game last night. But I do agree with you on the point that I'm not really sure what the day off is supposed to accomplish. If you want to keep it fair, that that's kind of the problem of being in the 9 or the 10 because you should have just been better yeah. during the regular season. Either way, you're still getting the same rest disadvantage. Yeah, correct. You're, you're, you still have a rest disadvantage. It's just that you're not playing on a back-to-back. And, I mean, hey, if you were better, you wouldn't have the back. Like, that's more yeah, incentive. No, I agree with that's that. More incentive, point, yeah. yeah, that's more incentive to finish as the 7 or 8 so you don't have to play a back-to-back. I don't know. I just think, you know, and I'm sure they're going to make adjustments and make this better because this whole – like, these games literally are meaning nothing. So the stats, whatever – is going on it means absolutely nothing, and it seems like that's stupid in its trade. own right. By the way, huh? Kyrie starts out twelve for twelve, and there's no stats on. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't exist at all. Remember Tatum last year scored fifty. Yeah, Tatum dropped fifty in the play, and it didn't matter. I forgot and he then, scored fifty. There's no record yeah. of it. Yeah, no record of it at all. I actually tried to go back and look for the stat because I wanted to know the full stat sheet, and it literally was not in the record at all. That it didn't. It didn't happen. It didn't happen at all, and so. I mean, I guess LaMelo, Terry Rozier, and even Trey Young, to a certain extent, all took that serious and shot terribly yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, Young was okay at the end. He was better in the second half. The yeah, shooting yeah, numbers he got were atrocious. His, but he started – he made his first shot and missed eight straight after that. So, But I'm saying, like, you had the really bad stretch. Second half, he still had 11 assists. He was pretty good. LaMelo was awful. Okay. I mean, there's no way around that. LaMelo was brutal. I believe in the two play-in games that Charlotte has been in the last two years. I think Lamelo's negative either 57 or 67 on the floor. It is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, it's no, it's no, you know, I can't, can't stick up for my guy in that one. He's definitely been bad. Is that a coaching issue, as- though? You get blown out in the play-in game for back-to-back years? Uh no, I mean I don't know what it is. I mean the team might just not be good enough defensively. I think, yeah, but. I just think they're not I just think they're not good enough. Like I just didn't think that they were good enough. And they were they were rolling at one part of the season, but they they showed you as the season went on who they really were. And it's the fact that Gordon Hayward didn't play. Yeah. Cuz for some reason they are way better with Gordon Hayward in the lineup. Don't know 100% what that is. Gordon Hayward really really isn't that good anymore, but they're way way better with him in the lineup. So Thus, he earns every penny he gets paid because they're good when he's in the lineup. So, I don't, I don't know. I think that Charlotte, one, they just need an inside presence. If they had an inside presence, they'd probably be a lot better defensively, like a lot. Better. Like a Miles Turner? Like who are you talking about? I'm thinking of Miles Turner or even trade for Rudy Gobert because it seems like Rudy Gobert is going to be on the trade block. I'm almost positive that they're going to pick Donovan over Rudy unless Donovan explicitly says he wants to go. I'm pretty sure they're going to pick Donovan over Ruby. So Rudy Gobert could be on a trade block soon. And uh, it was another name that I was I said Mitchell Robinson is a cheap option. 
Yeah, Mitchell Robinson will be a cheap option. I think he's staying in New York, though. I think he's going to stay. Depends if the Knicks want to keep him. I mean, it comes down to they paid Noel a bunch of money. He barely played this year. But you have a center in place. Toppin could be your power forward moving forward, especially after he dropped 40 points in that one game against Toronto to end the year. The Knicks have other options. I don't know if they like Jericho Sims or not, but I do think Mitchell's expendable, especially for, hell, maybe even a second-round pick. I don't know. Oh, you send that's what you that's what I was thinking of. Send DeAndre Ayton a blank check and tell him to put whatever amount he wants on it. That would be I got to assume Phoenix is going to sign and trade him, or they're going to see how the playoffs go and yeah, work from there. I would, but as soon as the playoffs are over, because I'm pretty sure that Phoenix is not going to keep him. You send DeAndre Ayton a blank check and tell him, "Hey, put whatever you want on here. Come be our big, please, pretty pretty please." <laughs> See, this is where we differ. I think they might keep him. I just think that Phoenix is really waiting it out. But, I mean, there's a chance they let him go. He'll be restricted, right? What's the point right? of waiting it out? What's the point of waiting it out? There's no but I'm point. saying he's going to be restricted, right? Uh, so Phoenix can match the offer. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, they can match the offer. I don't so we'll see if they sign him or not. Phoenix is in a difficult spot, though, because once Chris Paul retires, whenever that's going to be, what do you do with the extra cap space? Like, are, you, are they going to look at the future and go, Chris Paul is like two years left and we're just going to pay Aiton? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, – if they were going to pay Aiton, I would like to think they would have paid Aiton already. That's my thing. I just I – would, I would like to think they would have paid him already. It just seems like that they're not going to pay him. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing year. about John Collins with Atlanta mind. last year, though, where they were going through the entire season not paying him. They had a deep playoff run, and they immediately paid him a bunch of money. Now, should they have paid John Collins? No. But they waited, and they did it. So I think Phoenix might do the same thing. But they had a deep playoff run for Phoenix bef- like before paying them. Yeah. So I, I get the John Collins thing because the deep playoff run became after. But before the, talk, the conversation was even being had, they had the deep playoff run. So, yeah. like, oh, okay, like we got there. That's when I would have thought they would have just like they did Collins paid them then. But now they didn't pay them then. So I'm like, what is another deep playoff run going to do for you? Like, short of winning the championship, I don't know anything that would really sit here and say all right we're going to decide to now pay this man i think it depends on playoff performance where aiden kind of got a bad rap for what happened in the finals because of what happened with them having no backup center and Giannis going for 50 in the closeout game and him having one of the best finals of all time so maybe aiden was a little bit of the scapegoat there potentially but i think if aiden has a good playoffs all around I do think Phoenix will eventually open up the checkbook. But Sarver is a cheap owner, so you don't really know. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, and it's also for a lot of Aiton's career. He, got, he was the butt of the jokes, talking about you know, he shouldn't have been a number one overall, and he came from that same – it was that same Luka class, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't as bad of a pick yeah, so. as Marvin Bagley, but he's not Akeem Olajuwon, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and so he just needs time to develop. But I don't, I don't know. I just think Aiton's going to get the short end of the stick, and he's going to end up moving on from that Phoenix team. It'll probably be a, a really, really bad decision for them as well. But, I mean, they got it done with JaVel McGee for a good portion of the season, so hey. Don't, disres- don't disrespect Biombo like that. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So to finally get to what everybody's here to talk about, we're going to break down – Three more series for our breakdown of the playoffs. We have three more series that we can break down, talk about Utah and Dallas, talk about – what's the other one? 
Boston and the Nets, and we're going to talk about the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. And then we'll get into a breakdown of the play-in games, the last two play-in games to decide the eight seeds in both conferences. Tomorrow, McKee will be on with his guest. They'll talk and break down those last two series between the one seeds and the eight seeds in both conferences and break down the game one. So make sure y'all tune into that podcast tomorrow for all the game one breakdowns. All right, Scott, let's get right into it, man. We have the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz playing in that 4-5 seed. Utah is minus 300 to win the series. Dallas is plus 230. And is there a spread here yet? I know that they've been waiting to drop a spread. You mean a series spread or game one? A series spread. Um, they haven't dropped. Okay, yeah, they, I don't see a series spread just yet. So, uh, I'll look on I, I, I believe I have one. Uh, no, they took it off. I have them. Oh, yeah, I have the series price, just not the spread, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's not that that spread out there. Either way, minus three hundred for the Jazz, plus two thirty for the Mavericks, and we all know this is because. We are expecting to either not see for some duration of time or see a hobbled Luka Doncic with that calf strain that he suffered in the last game of the season. Very, very tough injury and a huge break for the Utah Jazz to where now there's slightly a thought that they could actually make it past this round. At first, I gave them absolutely zero chance whatsoever. And now there's slightly an op- a door of opportunity for them to actually get their shit together and win a playoff series this year. And so, let's start with you, Scott. What are you – what I, – I can't even fathom to explain laying minus 300 with the Utah Jazz, but who do you have won in this series? I think that before we get into who I think is going to win, we got to talk about the realistic time frame for Luca. My theory is that he's going to miss game one. If they lose game one, he'll be back for game two, whether he should or not. I think if Dallas wins game one without Luca, they will punt game two and hope he comes back for game three. Okay. You, you think that's fair? No, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that because you cannot afford to lose both games at home to start a series, you cannot afford that to happen. Yeah, you can't. I think that that puts you behind the eight ball, absolutely. But we've also seen what was it? It feels like it was was it last year? It was yeah, I think it was last year where that whole. Clippers Mavericks series. I'm pretty sure they were winning on the on the opposing floor. Yeah, the road they were team won every game court. before game seven. Yes, the road team won every game, and so before game like seven, think game that, seven, the Clippers won at home. Yeah, before, yeah, 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 before game seven, and then that's when the Clippers ultimately won the series. Yeah. So to start that, I think that that's a little bit maybe it's new regime, so maybe Jason Kidd isn't looking like that. He doesn't want a chance at or anything like that, but. You have a history of them being able to get it done on the road. I think that they – it depends how they lose. If they go out there and get blown out in game one, all right, yeah, bring them back. But if they lose, you know, a nail-biter in game one and you're in the game, 
I think you I think you can chance it for game two. Because I ultimately I think with Luke Doncic is in his lineup, they have the ability to win four or five games against them pretty easily. At what percentage so, do you think Doncic is gonna be though? I mean, are you looking at fifty? Are you looking at seventy? I'm probably in the realm of sixty. Somewhere, yeah, I was probably split the middle with you and take sixty as well that you're gonna get. He's probably not gonna give any effort at all on the defensive side of ball. And which is honestly as, which is game. gonna be a problem if they switch him on to Mitchell, but I'm not really scared of anybody else yeah. from Utah off the dribble. No, no, not at all. And so with that, I think that there is the opportunity for him to go and probably go on that stretch where he does do Luca-like things, but that's going to hinder him. That's going to that's gonna hinder him, and he's going to end up starting to slow down in different portions of the game, and that's where Utah probably is going to try to take advantage. I He can't play game one. He, he no. can't play game one. It, he, he absolutely cannot play game one. However, my only issue for – Utah is that Utah has played games where the stars of the other team weren't playing and they still blew a lead. They blew that lead to the Suns and they blew the lead to the Warriors who were both missing their stars. And so I don't trust Utah at all. I could never lay minus 300 with Utah. I love the plus 230. And it only makes sense for Utah to go up in this series and then Luka come back and they win, that would be the most Luka-like thing ever. So I would I would take a stab at taking the Mavericks in seven. I think that that's a very realistic possibility, and you're probably getting a very nice price on that. I'm trying to pull it up right now. But, you, yeah, they don't even have that listed as well. But you would probably get a nice price on that if you could take the Mavericks in seven. Because I do think that there is going to be some room for the Jazz to win a game. Whether they actually go out there and win it, I have no idea. Because this offense can run the exact same with Jalen Brunson running it. And Jalen Brunson getting all of those Luka-like touches. And him being able to go off, especially at home. If they were on the road to start this series, I think that this would be a different conversation. But the fact that they have those two home games start the series, I think that plays into the Mavericks' favor. And even without Luka, they can go one and one at the very least in that stretch. So my prediction for this series is kind of going to go hand-to-hand with yours, but I got a bold addition to your prediction. Mm -hmm. I got Utah blowing a 3-1 lead. Oh, no, I said that. I said, where did I say that on uh, some? I think I said that yesterday with the podcast with Moon Off. I absolutely think it would be the most Utah thing ever to blow a 3 1 lead in this series. Absolutely. I would wait till that moment and bet it because I 100% think they would blow a 3 1 lead in this series. The way that I see it is that I do expect Utah to get off to a decent start. I expect to see Utah win game one. I think they will. Game two, I don't know about, but I do think Utah will end up faring well at home. I don't know if that means they're going to sweep or not, but we'll see. I'm penciling Luka to come back for game two. I don't know how good he's going to look, but I do think he will help them win game two. So I got it being 1-1. I think Utah wins both home games, and then you go back 3-1, and then Dallas might take over the series. But for me, I feel like before the injury happened, I gave Dallas in my head about a 70% chance to win the series. Now with Luka out for X amount of time, I'll give Utah a – yeah, 55% chance to win the series, maybe 60 if I'm feeling generous. But I do believe that all Dallas has to do is tread water. 
if they can tread water until Luka is even able to give you 35 minutes of decent basketball, then I think Dallas will win the series. So I'm with you. I'm not laying 300. I would rather take a prop on the series. I would bet Utah to win game one and lose the series. You could probably find that somewhere around 5-1, to one, plus 450, something like that. Or if you want to wait, potentially, for Utah to take a 2 nothing or a 3-1 lead, then jump on it. But that might not happen. I do think Utah win game one. So I like Utah to win game one and lose the series at around 5-1. to one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you all the way on that. I think how I kind of see the envision is going. If I'm the Mavericks, I chance I chance the first two games. I, I would chance the first. The without, second one, we'll we'll see what happens in game one. We'll see how close. I would chance I would chance the first two. That's how confident I feel with this this unit and Luca. If we can get him to, I would test him. If mm-hmm. he's not seventy percent of the way there, then I would chance the first two games. Okay. Is the team bad where they can't steal a game from them? Absolutely not. They can absolutely steal and go one and one net stretch. If they are two and zero going into Utah, but I know that because I rested them, I'm getting a seventy percent Luca at least the rest of the way. Then I feel good about our chances of winning four of the next five. I'm absolutely. not personally sure if Dallas can overcome come going down two zero with the road games in Utah upcoming. They might be able to. I really do think Dallas needs to win one of these two home games. No, I don't think. I really don't. I'm, I don't. We have the, we have the same conclusion. Yeah. We just have different I just don't hypothesis. think. That, I just don't think. I just don't think that Dallas is going to have an issue winning in Utah. Okay. With Luca and that so reporting, I don't think they'll have an issue winning in Utah. I think Utah can absolutely blow those games. Okay. All right. Let it's a prop here, but my phone keeps freezing, and I wanted to say it. But there's a fun prop that I'm seeing on a book talking about buzzer beaters and if there will be a buzzer beater in the series. And in addition to – Is that an, that, is that an each individual series or is that just in general just in any series? In, e- in each individual series. Oh, okay. So you pick the series and it, they'll give you a price on will there be a buzzer beater. It, it's, a, it's a field goal to win the game as time expires. So you can't, it's not like a buzzer beat at the end of the first quarter, second quarter. No, it has to win the game as time expires and give the opponent team no chance for, for an inbound. So just think of Dame shooting over Paul George uh, in OKC. Oh, no. Bad they, shot. In, uh, they were in – yeah, it was a bad shot. They were in Portland for that game. I would 100% – okay, so the first team I play this, and I'll go ahead and say it because that was yesterday when we talked about them, but – the. In the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls series, I would 100% play that. It's that for a yes, you're getting 10 to 1 odds. 100% would sprinkle on that because. Are you I'm just hoping DeRozan steals DeRozan. the game by yeah, hitting the buzzer? I'm just, I'm going to really hope DeRozan just steals a game. That's honestly my mindset. I would 100% play it for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Bulls series because I think DeRozan steals a game. I would do it for the Nets series. Oh, you got the Nets, really? Okay. If you wanted a buzzer so, beater prediction, which I know is absurd yeah. to come with, I don't mind yeah. that because I do think eventually you will see a spot where you have either Tatum or Durant in a tie game or a one-point game with a mm-hmm. shot to win it. Is it going to go in? I don't know. But if you're expecting mm-hmm. a close series, potentially with Simmons coming back game four, which maybe could extend the series to seven. So if you want to play the math game and you want the series that might go the longest – 
The Nets yeah. can maybe hold out for six, potentially. Yeah. But with Tatum on one side and Durant on the other, I definitely do not mind a buzzer beater prediction if you wanted to make one in a series. Yeah, no, that, that's plus 700 for that series. That's 7-1, to one, really good. I don't mind that. And then... It's Does it have to be with no time left about. or just a game winner? Yeah, like it has, so the, the other team cannot get a chance to inbound a ball. Okay. So it literally, it literally has to be a buzzer beater to end the game. Well, you know, Dur- you know that the Nets and the Celtics are going to hold for one and let Tatum and Durant take fadeaways at the buzzer. So, yeah, I don't mind that in yeah. that series. Yeah, I like it. I really do. All right. It's, it's a fun prop. So, all right, so you got Boston and Nets. My second one was the game, we, the series we just talked about, and that's the Mavericks and the Jazz. Eight to one. I'm just Luca. It just feels like Luca can do it. It would just, and it would yeah. be so perfectly right, especially after missing one, maybe two games in this series for him to come back and hit a buzzer beater. Even Dinwiddie, Absolutely. he had a couple of buzzer beaters during the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinwiddie can do it too. And that would be that would be a, a angle. You know, at the end of the game, this gets a close game. Utah probably blew some lead, and now Dallas has a chance to win the game with no time left. And a Spencer Dinwiddie or maybe even a Jalen Brunson just puts the game winner up there. So, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a fun prop. I would sprinkle a little bit. I think it's a fun prop. 8-1 to for that Dallas game. 7-1 to for the Nets, Celtics series, and 10-1 to for the Bulls. And I would Bucks. maybe consider it for Phoenix if they play the Clippers. Then mm-hmm. maybe. But they would have to play the Clippers for me to even consider that option. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's fun. All right, so we're on Dallas here. We both think that there's no value on Utah. A, I mean, there's absolutely no value on Utah. Let's say they put this because this is what a this is three. So you're laying three dollars basically with them. What is the series? Uh, I got a question though. Let's just say Dallas steals game one. What are the live odds? Does Dallas automatically no. skyrocket to a minus two fifty? I doubt it. If I uh, it, it doesn't. It feels like you still can get a little something on them. So that's what I'm saying. You could probably get Dallas even if they win game one at a decent price. Probably at plus 110, 130. Yeah, maybe. Give or take. It might even just be a minus 110, just pick them. Yeah. With the game either in hand. Way, I don't still, mind that either, either way, you get, a, get, you get a free game and you're, getting, you're picking them at pick them odds. Hell yeah, and yeah, you get Luca coming that. back. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I would love that. All right. So the. Grizzlies, who we're about to get into in just a second, they're laying minus 330, and their spread is one and a half. So I would assume this spread will be one and a half. So you got a one and a half spread with the Dallas Mavericks. Of course we're taking it right. Yeah, but I got to wonder what the juice is going to be. I'm assuming it'll be pretty friendly because Utah's minus 300 on the actual series. So Memphis is minus 135, and the Timberwolves are getting plus 110. I'll say Utah's going to be minus 120 on the minus one and a half. Yeah, so you're getting plus 100 maybe with the with Dallas. And yeah, plus 100. Game and a half. Yeah, we'll go even game money. Game and a half. That just feels – it doesn't feel like there's a realm of possibility where Utah just runs away with this series. I, think I don't see it. That. Any other team maybe, but not Utah. Yeah. All right. As we talked about the affirmation Memphis Grizzlies – Playing the Minnesota Timberwolves in the 2-7 matchup. The Timberwolves winning the playing game versus the Clippers, where they took home the NBA championship. And now they're going to go play the Memphis Grizzlies. This is, first of all, this first game has to be the ultimate letdown spot of all letdown spots. I think Memphis kills them. This has to be, 
I would take this spread as high as I could take it and just bet Memphis because this has to be the, the ultimate letdown spot. Absolutely. But, however, you're laying minus 330 with Memphis, plus 260 with the Grizzlies. I just told you the price on the spread. You mean plus 260 with Timberwolves? Yes, I'm sorry, plus 260 with Timberwolves. I just told you the number on the spread. You got the Grizzlies at minus one and a half games, minus 135. Timberwolves plus one and a half games at plus 110. I'm all over Memphis here. I think that Memphis is going to absolutely walk over the Timberwolves in this spot. I think Minnesota will win at least one game. I don't think they're getting swept. I think it's either going five or six. But Memphis is just deeper. And Minnesota had the really nice win. Towns kind of got exposed, I'm being honest with you, because he's still afraid of contact. And now he has to face off against Steven Adams, who is one of, if not the strongest player in the league. I'm expecting Towns to once again get bullied on national TV because he's afraid of contact and he yells at the refs whenever he doesn't get his way. But they have three guys who are really good offensively. You have Towns. You have Edwards, and you have Russell. Memphis has, what, seven, eight guys who can get you a bucket at any given time? Yeah. So I don't think Minnesota can keep up with the depth. I know the regular season meetings were somewhat close, but, Minnesota, but Memphis has not, has not gotten over the hump. They're kind of similar to the Dallas situation where they have not won a playoff series yet, but they have one generational talent player who you're hoping can carry you there. I think Memphis comes out and punches them in the mouth. I think Minnesota's happy they got into the playoffs in the first place because of preseason expectations and the fact that Beverly was so focused on getting revenge against the Clippers. I'm not sure they can duplicate that intensity in a full seven-game series. I know they can't, but I'm saying at any point in the series, I'll give Minnesota one game. Give me Memphis minus one and a half games. I think they're going home in five five or six. I am in agreement with you, not to your extent. You think I it's think you think it's going six? No, I think that I think well, not to the extent that direction. I mean, I'm oh. saying I think that this is either a sweep or they win. Minnesota wins game four. I'll, yeah, I was going to say I'll, I'll give him I'll give him four, maybe three or four. Yeah. So maybe they steal three and then lose four. But either way, one and a half games there with Memphis is, I think, is a lock. I think it's a lock, especially at just minus one thirty-five. Absolutely, I would lay that juice there. I think there's a huge run possibility that Memphis just goes ahead and sweeps them. I think this is Memphis's time. They are a really, really good ball club. Like they are really, really good. They can defend. They can score. We talk about how many point, how much points Minnesota put up when we were talking about the game, you know, leading into the play and that how their offense was so good, they just couldn't defend anything. The Grizzlies are literally doing everything on defense that you would wish the Timberwolves would do to make them a great squad. That's the difference between the two. They have a contestant for defensive player of the year on their squad who I think can absolutely give Cat trouble. So even if you don't want to put the bigger man at Adams on him, you can put a smaller guy on him and he will still give him trouble. I just think Adams is going to wear him down physically on the glass. Yeah, absolutely as well. And so I think this, I think this goes four or five. I think Memphis was thrilled to get them out of here. Then Minnesota beat the Clippers. 
I think Absolutely. I think that Memphis was thrilled. That was my so that was my hes- that was my hesitancy hesitancy on just going ahead and penciling Memphis for this long playoff run and them going to the Western Conference Finals and having a chance to go to the finals. It was because I knew that there was a possibility that they could get that first round matchup with the Clippers. And if they did, that would not be what they want at all. That would not be the smoke they want at all to start a, to start a playoff run if they even make it out that series because it's not even guaranteed that they would have made it out this series. I like their chances a lot better to make it out the series with the Timberwolves. And so I'm all over Memphis here. That plus that minus one and a half that you're laying with the Grizzlies is free money. I, I think, think I think it should, should be minus two, two ten. I think, yeah, that or it should jump to two and a half, maybe yeah. with some a plus money, two and a half at plus money. And I probably would still take that bet. Minnesota's a great story, but Memphis was the great story that hit the wall against Utah last year. And now they have that edge. They have the motivation. They've been there before. They Minnesota have. just had the parade. They're just happy they're even here. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right. We're in agreement there. Going into the last series that we're going to break down real quick, we have the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. Your Brooklyn Nets. Boston has jumped to a minus 130 favorite to win the series. Brooklyn is sitting at plus 110. Can we just take a second to acknowledge how stupid the opening lines were for the series? So, re- wait, real quick. Let's acknowledge the series spread here. So, <laughs> the spread is still sitting at Boston plus one and a half at minus 250. And the Brooklyn Nets at minus one and a half at plus 190. Just flip the spread, guys. Just just flip the spread. <laughs> you don't you really don't want to give Boston one and a half game. I mean, I probably wouldn't do that either, but you don't want to give Boston one and a half games, really. Come on now. Just flip the spread. I have no idea why. I think it's because it was Katie and Kyrie, and that's why the books opened it at that number. And so as I'm trying to put on my fortune seller hat and mind read what their thought process was behind it because they very well could have had the thought process of, all right, we're going to open up with the Nets as a favorite because the Nets should probably win the series. But when we get the money that we know we're going to get in on Boston, we're just going to keep moving it and moving it and moving it and let people keep betting and betting and betting Boston. Is there any point in here where we need to come back on the Brooklyn Nets and say the Nets are going to win this series? I think it's going to be very close. I think that, the question you should be asking if you want an X factor or something to draw kind of a wrinkle into the series, who comes back first, Ben Simmons or Robert Williams? Robert Williams isn't coming back, though. Well, I'm saying if it gets to a long, long series, maybe he can come back in game six or seven, maybe. Is it, Were they saying – I thought his injury was a season-ending injury. No, 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 no it's not season-ending. He's, he's going to come back. Originally, it was reported he, he should miss the entire first round. And depending on how he's progressed, we know that some athletes are able to come back a couple days early. I think there is a chance Williams could play later on in this series if it gets to six, uh-huh. let's just say. I think Simmons is coming back around game four. And Windhorse reported that today. He's been ramping up whatever the hell that means. That's kind of the code phrase the Nets have been using. But I do expect to see mm-hmm. Simmons at some point during the series. So I'm assuming that the X factor is that Simmons should return before Williams. So maybe he can swing things if the series is relatively close. 
For me, I still like Boston. As a Nets fan, you were really in a rock and a hard place because you wanted to play Philly. There was a 0% chance you were going to play Philly. So you were either going to play Milwaukee or Boston. So as a Nets fan, I'm happy I'm not playing Milwaukee until the second round because how Milwaukee's going to own that damn team. But Boston has really just been a machine with or without Williams. Now, of course, with Williams being out, the Nets can attack the paint more, which should definitely help out for some switching with Tice in the perimeter. But the Nets defensively are still not very good. And from what we saw in the play-in game, it's the story I've seen the entire season, which is they will look really good in spurts and then fade dramatically for about a seven-minute stretch, which allows other teams to come back into games and to make a run, and the Nets are in a dogfight late in games. It's been the case all season long. And we know Boston can get stops. We know this team has great chemistry. I think it's going to be a long series. I think it's going to go six or seven. I'm expecting a war. But Boston getting the home court advantage at around minus 120, minus 130, I like Boston money line in the series. You? Uh, or do you just think Boston I, rolls? No, I don't think Boston rolls. I think that my – probably my best bet in this is to just go for a series length bet. So that's – what's the total games at? You're looking for over five and a half or over six and a half? Yeah, like yeah, like a over like a over in the amount of number of games. I don't see that where I'm looking. But I would look for a over whatever that is, if it's over it's probably over five and a half. I would take and it's probably you would it's like gonna it's gonna be juiced. juiced it's gonna be juiced. Yeah. I would just lay that and take that bet because no matter who wins, I think that this does have a very good chance of going to seven and ultimately yeah. In game seven, it's really just going to be which team is hot in that game. Whether Robert Williams and Ben Simmons are both back at that time, I don't think that that really has effect. I think who stays hot during that game? Does Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum stay hot during that game? Or does Kyrie and Kevin Durant stay hot during that game? And that's ultimately what's going to decide a game seven win. I would just go ahead and take a stab at saying that this goes to seven games. Which I mean, they're already basically predicting it because they have it at plus one seventy-five. Yeah, seven games is plus one eighty on on other. I'm not laying. As well, so. I'm not laying plus. I'm not laying minus. I'm not touching the spread. So I'm not touching the spread as it stands right now at all. If they ever flip it to plus one and a half for the Nets, then I would be interested. But I'm not laying minus two fifty for plus one and a half with Boston Celtics. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not laying. I'm not. I'm not laying minus two fifty with the Boston Celtics at all, whatsoever. Do you have any thoughts as on Boston to win Game One and win the series at plus one ten? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have enough juice to. I agree. I, I, I like think it I should be closer something. to one thirty, one forty. Yeah, I would want something more. I wouldn't yeah. want to play just plus one ten for that. I feel like I deserve a lot more if I predict that. <laughs> Boston to win game one, by the way, and Brook- and Brooklyn to win the series, plus 360. It's not bad. I really think that this is a – this is a. I think that this is going to go back and forth, honestly. This could be one of those series that, I, that they just alternate winning games. I it's a war. 
Milwaukee yeah. 100% did the right thing, punting the game. So they'll get the battered version of whichever team advances to the second round. And for Boston, they're playing for a lot because they got bounced last year by this team, and it wasn't even particularly close at all. <laughs> they won one so game now, and Tatum dropped 50. That was basically yes. – did he drop 50 or 60? He dropped 50. I think okay. it was 50. And so now here we are. You get a chance at this team again. You're basically returning almost the entire same unit, at least a lot of the starters from that, from that series. So it's fresh on their mind. Yeah, I think this is a war. This is going to be a fun series to watch. It's absolutely yeah, I agree. a fun series to watch. All right. Let's – wow, that is not what I needed right there. But this is what I need because when you make sure that you get down to win bet and bet $10 to win $200 on their promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you up for $200 in free bets, plus the win bet casino is offering – 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And, of course, do not forget to get involved with the same game parlays feature. I love that feature. I actually am going to – so I'm getting ready to come home, guys. As you all know, I'm getting ready to come home. So I'm going to be dark at some point as I'm getting on a plane and finding my way back to the States. I'm going to drop, try to drop so many same game parlays over the course of the playoffs on Twitter using WinBet. Because, I mean, I'm a parlay guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a parlay guy. And when I don't have a bunch of games to bet on, I got to go in-game and try to get this stuff. Using WinBet's bet your own uh, bet feature, I can do that. Pick different players to make different amount of points, threes. Matter of fact, I'm just going to take Chicago players just to make all of their threes in every single game in the series. I'm almost positive they're going to hit at least once because Milwaukee is terrible guarding the three-point line. So, again, there is so much to do over at WinBet. All you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and get started today. Offer subject to change, terms, condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and enter and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we have here at SGPN the NBA Playoff Bracket Challenge just in time for the playoffs, we're giving away $500. Yes, the boss has opened up their wallet. $500 in our bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. And guys, look, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about Coors Light. If I told you the story once, I told you a thousand times. Coors Light was my first taste of alcohol. It was 100% my first taste of alcohol. When my dad hears this, because he told me he's going to listen to the podcast more, when he hears this, he's probably going to beat my ass like I'm that little kid again. But I swiped his beer when I was younger. It was sitting on the table. He stepped away, didn't notice. I just want, I was curious. He drinks it all the time. Like, that's his beer of choice. That's my dad's beer of choice. He loves Coors Light, and he's super excited that we're doing this because now I can give him this link, CoorsLight.com slash SGP, and he can get his Coors Light delivered to him. So this is why this is so personal for me, because this is my first taste of alcohol. Now, I spit it right back out because it was disgusting. I just wanted a juice box. I had to actually go get some apple juice to wash it down and chase it with because it was just really, really nasty. But now that I'm older, I have 
the taste buds for it. It's not meant for kids. It's meant for people that are looking to chill out just like me. And so whenever I need to take a second for myself, just I just reach for the beer that is literally made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Please celebrate responsibly. All right, Scott. Let's get into the playing game. This might actually be the reason why people are here. For the first game, we have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Cleveland, Ohio to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are laying two and a half, two twenty-three and a half on the total, minus one forty, plus one twenty for the Cavs. We got a home dog in the playing game. What are you doing? Cleveland. I was, was going to ask you about that dog. because the home the teams. First, yes, they are the first home. They're the first home dog uh, in all of the playing games, actually. Well, I was going to ask. The home teams are undefeated this year. I remember last year Memphis beat Golden State in Golden State. No, so I have actually have that for you. Well, I have the ATS numbers. I was going to say the home teams I know are nuts, but... Yeah, so I have the... Well, no, it's, it's, it's a little bit... ATS is a little bit closer. I'm saying the, the so, actual straight up, the home teams have Yeah, dominated. straight up, straight up, the only team that has won on the road has been that Memphis team. Everybody else has... Everybody else has won at home, and then ATS-wise, the home team is 6-4. and four. Okay. So... I mean, does Atlanta get it done here on the road? Well, I'm going to ask, does that, mean, does that mean you're blindly taking Cleveland because of the trend? Because I personally no. said yesterday on YouTube during the live stream, no matter who won between Atlanta and Charlotte, I think they're going to beat Cleveland. I thought Atlanta was going to win yesterday. I'm not surprised by the outcome because I think Atlanta at home and the fact that they've, they've been there before, I thought Atlanta would rise to the occasion. But I saw Atlanta kick the crap out of Cleveland a couple weeks ago. I know Mobley was still not there, and Allen might play, might not play. I don't know what the story is. I saw him practicing pregame before the Nets game. So maybe he can come back in limited action. I know the home teams have done really well. I'm taking Atlanta. Because going in, I said that I thought Atlanta would just beat Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's very good, especially without – well, honestly, people forget just how good Sexton actually is as an offensive player. They don't have any weapons. Very good. And I think Atlanta is going to wear them down. Give me the Hawks. So I'm on the Cavs here. It's not just because of the trend, but I. Atlanta is also terrible on the road. So they are. And that's partially the reason that Atlanta is so bad on the road. And I think that that actually does catch up to them in this spot. Like you said, last game was the game. That was the, hey, we're the veteran brunch going up against these guys. That, that was it. I think that they come back to life a little bit more during this game on the road, and Cleveland is able to take advantage of that because Atlanta's been whooping their ass all season. That's what I'm saying, yeah. They've been they, – like, it's just not last game. Atlanta's been whooping their ass all season, 3-1 and one on the season. The only game that Cleveland won was a game that Colin Sexton played in, and that'll tell you how long ago it was. It was. And so, yes, 
I would feel more confident in this if Jared Allen was playing. Don't do you think he's he's going to? I don't think he's going to play. I don't think if he plays, then it just this line actually probably gets closer to a pick'em. That's why I'm not sure if you should bet Atlanta now or wait until hearing Jared Allen news. I'm not sure what the best strategy is. I just like Atlanta in the spot. I think Atlanta's good enough to be a playoff team. I'm really hoping for Atlanta because I said on the prop cast a couple weeks ago with uh, Dan, I grabbed the Cavs to miss the playoffs at plus 560. So I'm, yeah, I'm so all really, in on Atlanta right now. So, why do, so out, why do you but, not – so you're not going to hedge out with Cleveland here at plus money? That feels like a – The thing like, is I mean, a matter of hedging. Let's forget about the hedge for a second anyway. I'll just say the reason why I faded Cleveland at that point. I didn't think they were very good. And Jared Allen's the most important player of that team. But even though they covered against the Nets, Garland, very good player. Evan Mobley, very good player. I still think he can work on a couple of things in his game, but very solid. You have bench Kevin Love, who gives you, what, less than 20 minutes a game? And whatever the hell Karis LeVert's doing. Not very good, but whatever the hell he's doing. They don't have many weapons. Atlanta can throw out Bogdanovich. They can give you some Capella action. They have Trey, of course. Herder's been very good in playoff games. They just have a lot of guys that can contribute, and Cleveland doesn't have that. So unless Garland goes nuclear, do you think that Cleveland can actually outscore Atlanta? Or do you think Cleveland's defense just has to buckle down? I think it's both. I think it's both. I think that Cleveland – I don't think they can outscore Atlanta personally. I think they can outscore Atlanta, and I think that their defense can actually buckle down. So where that they when they outscore Atlanta, it doesn't have to be by the moon and the suns. They can actually come in here and drop maybe one ten and win the game. And so because you do have an Evan Mobley this time around, a couple of those times you didn't have Evan Mobley, a couple of those times you didn't have Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. I think that this matchup for Karis Levert can be better, especially in this moment right here where Karis Levert can actually be better shooting the ball. I'm not concerned about anybody in the backcourt at all slowing down either Garland or Levert is just what version of Levert are we going to get? Are we going to get? Well, who do you think Hunter's going to guard? Hunter is – Hunter probably gets the Evan Mobley. He probably has to slow Evan Mobley down. I would probably I would probably say, yeah, I know you're giving up a little bit of, of height on him, but you're probably the best chance that we have to slow him down because if, if he doesn't, well, Capella. Then Mobley's right. going to get whatever he wants. I mean, Capella might whenever they're playing, but they're going to switch every pick and roll. Anyway, no, because so. no, because if he if it's Capella, then they're just going to uh, Evan Mobley to the top of the key, and he's going to beat him off the dribble. There's I think no, they might no. just dare Mobley hit jump shots. We'll see what happens. Oh no! I, I if it's Capella, then he's then he's beating him off the dribble and getting to the lane every single time. And it's gonna, and at that point, you really have nobody that's going to stop him. Yeah. And so in a game last game where they were in some foul trouble early and that kind of hindered their production and kind of fucked up their rotation and how they like to have those bigs out there at the same time, Laurie Markin had to sit down. And then it's also Laurie Markin out there too, that I really feel like, again, you just look at all of these options and the couple of defensive players that the Hawks have, they don't, they can't match up with that i think that is just as many options they may not be talent wise as good as the options for the hawks but they're nba players and they are able to put the ball in the basket and they're not fucking terrible 
I like Cleveland here in this spot. I think Cleveland can abuse the matchups that they have and then also lock in on the defensive side of the ball. I think Evan Mobley can guard the painted area and hold things down there. And I like Cleveland to win this game. Give me Cleveland plus two and a half and on the money line. I, I personally think, upset, think that I think Cleveland's, they upset the Hawks. I think, I think Cleveland's just not ready the for the moment. I, I think they need another year. My personal opinion. But see, was the moment last game or this? Like, even in a game, I, I think last they're game where they were down 20. They were down 20 in the first quarter, and they battled back in that game. Yeah, I know, but nobody gave them a real shot to win that game. Do you think there's added pressure that they're at home now for a playoff play-in game no. for the first time? No, I think, I think there might they feel be. even more comfortable. I think they feel even more comfortable. They're like, all right, we dropped that game, but we were down 20 early, and we made it a game towards the end. It's just that the, the Nets hit a couple more shots. Yeah. We, and we set ourselves behind the curve early. We're not going to do that this time. We got to land on the road. We're going to come out. We're going to get the lead early, and we're not going to look back. We're going to play defensive, defensively in the yeah. second half of this game, and we're going to hold Trey Young to below his average. I think this is 100% the opportunity for Cleveland to go. I really like Cleveland's chances to win this game, especially because it's for what it seems, the public entirely is – Absolutely on the Hawks for good, very good reason. The Hawks should absolutely looking at how these teams are constructed. I think they the should Hawks be favored. Should win this game. Yeah, they should be favored. They deserve to be favored. They deserve for everybody to think that they're going to win this game. However, I'm right with the home dog here. I like Cleveland. Um, my concern with total, Cleveland is their tendency to get torched in the first quarter. Yes, and that is my actual handicap for them winning. I don't think they let that happen here at home in this second play-in. I think they come out locked in, on fire. This is another one of those games where Cleveland comes out there. It looks really, really good throughout the duration of the first half. And now I'm sitting here sweating my ass off, making sure that they don't blow something in the fourth quarter. Yeah. This is kind of where we disagree. I think Atlanta will be able to blitz them early. Okay. 223.5. Are we just – we got 4-0 on the under so far. Are we going under again? Is it different, though, now that you have a game under your belt – does the under still apply, or is it like March Madness? Like, you only do the first round. Yeah, you would think, but there's also been so many times, like, in March Madness where those unders still keep cashing throughout the duration of the tournament. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a lock. I mean, the first no, round has don't definitely a, been a lock. It's just... I don't think it's a lock, but I also do think that Cleveland can win this game putting up 110 points. And... Kinda is getting close to that number, but I'll just take a stab at the under. I like it. I think I'm gonna agree with you on the under. Uh, it's really concerning with Atlanta's defense, but they only gave up 103 to Charlotte. They scored 132, but we're just not gonna talk about that for a second. Uh, that's against Charlotte's awful defense. Cleveland yeah, can actually no, not, stop. I don't think they're putting 132 up. On that's what I'm saying. So let's just say Atlanta scores. I mean, we disagree on who's gonna win the game, but let's just say. Yeah. Atlanta scores one thirteen. Yeah. Do I think this game's guaranteed to go over? No. I think one thirteen is a realistic number for the winning team in the spot. So I'm gonna go with the under. Yeah. Like All that. you need is one bad quarter, and that's really been the story of these playing games for totals. Absolutely. You saw with the Spurs Pelicans game yesterday. That was my play today on YouTube. I had the under. You had 48 points in the first quarter. Great. Then the second quarter, it's 16 change. Third quarter at 50-something, and then the fourth quarter died. 
Mm-hmm. So you just need one really, really slow quarter, and you're good. I think we're going to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. All right. Let's move it on. We have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to L.A. to play Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are laying four, 216 on the total, minus 180 for the Clippers, plus 155 for the Pelicans. I told you on an episode, I think we were talking with Dan, and I told you I thought the Pelicans were completely overrated from what everybody, the expectation that everybody was putting on them after the run they went on. I said it when they made the trade. (laughs) Yeah. I said I thought the trade was stupid, but whatever. Yeah. And so this isn't changing my mind at all. I think the Clippers are a good team, and this is one of the teams that absolutely roll over the Pelicans. Pelicans just – they beat up on bad teams. They beat up on bad teams, and they lose to good teams, and I think Clippers are a good team now. So I'm laying the floor with the Clippers. It's pretty – I'm actually willing to lock this up. I don't think the Pelicans are in this game at all. I'm rooting for the Pelicans, of course, because I have the Suns to win the Western Conference. So Mm -hmm. I would rather them face the Pelicans than the Clippers, and I'm still pissed off the Clippers choked away the game against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I guess the one question I would have is that after such an embarrassing loss, where it it was a choke job. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You you choked, you know, whatever. Do you think a veteran team with a history of choking, like the Clippers, moves past it, or does it linger? I think Ty Lue moves them past it. Maybe if Doc was still there, it probably would linger a little bit. Just asking, because Paul George and a couple other guys have kind of been there. Yeah, no, because we got to think that this is the same Clippers team that was able to fight back in a lot of series last year, Yeah, including – when Kawhi went down and they fought back and beat the Jazz in a series that nobody thought that they would win. Mm-hmm. So I like – and they even, you know, battled against the Suns in that next series. So I yeah. like the Clippers to just flip the script here. I agree. I think that I- I'm just that playing that was that they I agree. I'm just yeah, that was the loss. Yeah, that was the loss that they needed. And I was very interested because when I was looking at it earlier, all the money is on the Pelicans, and I just can't understand why. Maybe There's recency bias. Yeah, maybe it's rec- – but even recency bias, people still – they still consider the fact that it could be recency bias. And I just I, – I can't understand that everybody is really running to the window to bet the Pelicans here when the Pelicans – and I broke this down the, uh, when we were talking about it. The Pelicans give up all their games to good teams. The only team that – you can sit here and say they beat is the Lakers, and they fucking suck. They are three and one in the regular season against the Clippers, but of course, Paul George wasn't in the majority of those games, so I don't know if that means yeah. anything. It really doesn't, and not for me. I think that this is a completely. Different I think it's pure thing. recency bias because the Clippers choked away the game, and I'm sure a lot of people lost money on the Clippers. I know I did, and they saw mm-hmm. New Orleans kick the crap out of somebody yesterday, so they're going to look over and go, "Well, New Orleans." Playing some good ball. Clippers, not so much. I don't care. Like the, the Pelicans are awful on the road. The Clippers are good at home. I think the Clippers will bounce back. I just mentioned the choking thing to try to make an, even a slight case for New Orleans. Yeah, no. They need mm-hmm. McCollum to go nuts again. And I'm expecting the Clippers to have a much better defensive game plan than the Spurs. 
I don't know what the hell the Spurs were doing yesterday. I can't say you. I I mean, New Orleans shot 61% from the floor for basically the entire first half. <laughs> like McCollum at 27. McCollum went over his points prop in the first half. Like maybe you should force the ball out of his hands. Maybe. But no, I mean, San Antonio let him get comfortable. And then we saw even in the loss to, Mem- to Minnesota, the Clippers are physical and they'll make you extremely uncomfortable. And I think that New Orleans, when they're uncomfortable, is going to fall. I agree. And I like the under because I think the Clippers have to dominate the pace point. They do. They, they do. But I don't know. I don't know because sometimes Clippers have been, Clippers have been going over in their home games. Sometimes it's just because of the fact that they play so much better at home yeah. than they do on the road. That's another reason why I'm on them because they're such a better home team than they are on the road. It's a low total. Kinda, it's 215 and yeah. a half. It's a low total. It is. I, I think it's low for a reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm going. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on that one. All right, let's go through our last ad read segment, and I'm going to give you time to figure out what you're going to do for a dog because you're on both of the favorites. <laughs> well, I was going to say, do our locks and dogs have to be games, or can they be series lines? No, you can do you can do whatever you want. Anything that's plus money, however you figure it out. Because I'm I know what I'm doing. So whatever you want to do to make it plus money, then I, I'm with that. All right, cool. And while you figure that out, we are also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what exactly is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. The special bed of ingredients with your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and aging, all of the things, it supports everything. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. Health is wealth, people. Health is wealth. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Health is wealth. Athletic Greens. Then we also have trade coffee. Look, guys. Some reason, and I found this out, that Scott isn't an avid coffee drinker which is confusing because scott is literally up at all hours of the night because when i'm out here and i'm talking to scott from out here and it's daytime for me he's responding to my messages when i'm thinking he's going to hit me up in the morning and it's because he's awake and he's just doing that off of just pure vibes pure vibes not me i can't do that at all i have to get trade coffee i took their quiz found my perfect brew they made it for me my bag was perfect 
everything I need to get my day started. I didn't have to worry about going and doing this expensive, paying 30 bucks for a cup of coffee just to get it made some type of way that I really don't like it. I got to add all this extra stuff to it. No, they made my perfect brew of coffee and it's super duper cheap. Right now, they're offering new subscribers a total of $30 off their first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee, people, for free. For free, 40 cups. Imagine drinking 40 cups of coffee right now. You would be, like, literally on the moon. You would be on the moon. 40 cups of coffee free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP, and let's find the coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app that you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. As you all know, I know nothing about horse racing. However, I'm up there. Really's Re- really Rails Villains. That's my stable name. Really's Re- really Rails Villains. And I go up there. I just read through. They show me how many times they've won or where their finishes have been for that season. They show me what tracks they're really, really good at too. And so I know, Hey, if it's a dirt track, man, I can, you know, rely on this horse more. And then you go and you basically create your DFS lineup with horses. They have a whole bunch of games that you can play all the way around. Download the app now, stableduel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle, play race and win. And we are also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are almost set. And PropSwap is here where bettors find the best odds for the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. PropSwappers are making thousands of dollars every day by selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to ProSwap.com or download the free ProSwap app. ProSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know of all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors now on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, Scott, it's lock and dog time. What are you doing? So I was really, really trying to dig and find a plus money play on a series. <laughs> uh, I was really hoping that uh, shopping a couple books, I was hoping one would have Memphis minus two and a half games. Mm-hmm. Can I give out a line that I think would be plus money that might not exist? I'm assuming no. Sure. I'm assuming that's frowned upon. I don't think I can get away it, with that. Kinda, it kind of is, but do whatever. It's your world. That's my world, but I don't want to be that guy. Uh, I did see <laughs> uh, Memphis sweep, by the way, at around like plus 600, give or take. Hell yeah. Which Hell I think yeah. is a decent price there for plus money. But, oh boy. Um, I don't think I really have a choice because I see – once again, it kind of goes back to the made-up angle, but I see a plus two-and-a-half games for Dallas in a series at minus 162, which means that one-and-a-half games would probably end up being about even money, give or take. But mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to start off with the lock. I'll go with an actual game. I'm going with the Hawks. I'm going to take a minus two-and-a-half. I said going into yesterday, I thought that whoever won the Hawks-Hornets uh, game should take care of Cleveland relatively easily. 
I'm going to buck the trend of the home team winning every damn game. I'm going to take the Hawks winning on the road. I think Trey Young is going to be a matchup problem. I think he'll bounce back shooting-wise. And I don't think Cleveland has enough scoring depth. So I think that Atlanta will win that game by, I think, at least five. I think they'll win the game pretty handily. And as for a dog, uh, how bold, does it have to be on the games that are the series that we talked about, or can, can it be anything? No, anything. Quit. I'm taking Toronto to win the series. Plus 165. And we didn't talk about that series at all. So my breakdown, I like Toronto to win the series. Your turn. Is that a good enough breakdown for you? Or do you want, you want yeah, more no. in-depth analysis? No. There? I mean, we, we've broken it down on so many shows that I think everybody but Sean is on Toronto. <laughs> I mean, Sean if, if you wanted a plus-money play that I don't really have in front of me, and we can do yeah. any series, any series is, is allowed, I think yeah. Toronto's a bargain. If you want an alternative no, really ones, I don't mind Warriors minus one and a half games at even money. I think the Warriors really? either win in five or oh. six. Interesting. I think Curry's going to play game one, so I'm factoring that in. Oh, well, yeah. If you, if you think that, for sure. Definitely. I don't think he's playing game one. That's why. According that's to a, reports, this week would. practice has been going relatively well. I think he'll end up suiting up. Oh, because today's the scrimmage day. So today's scrimmage day, and that's what posted because Steve Kerr said that if he scrimmages on Thursday, then that will give us an indication of what he does. He has to scrimmage today. If he doesn't yeah. scrimmage today, then he's 100%. So leading up to the scrimmage day, it seems like he's progressing quite nicely from what yeah. I've heard. Yeah. So oh, then that might change my prediction. I would have took – if he doesn't play, I like Denver to win the game. And the fact that I'm, he's there still a dog, I would place that bet down. Well, I'm only looking at the series. Like, even if they yeah, lose no, no. game one without Steph, with Steph, I, I think they'll beat Denver in five or six. Yeah, no, I like it. I like so. it. All right. For my lock, I'm going with the Clippers, minus four. I think they beat the shit out of I found a three and Pelicans. a half. Three and a half, I'll, t- I'll take it. It doesn't matter. I think they beat the shit out of the Pelicans. I, I don't – I think that this is an entertaining game and they make it entertaining, but the Clippers ultimately pull away in this game and get a very solid win. Pelicans are going to fold in this spot as they typically do. For my dog, of course, you know I'm taking Cleveland Cavaliers with a plus 120. I think that they have the scorers that they'll be able to catch up and they're the better defensive team. The Atlanta Hawks have put themselves in a situation where they deserve to be favored in this game. And everybody absolutely should be betting Atlanta as they are. I'm betting on the on, on the kids from Akron. Give me the Cleveland Cavaliers plus one twenty, baby dog. But I like it. Well, that was the point. I, I was up against the wall because I knew where you were going. I like the favorites in the two playing games. So yep, I hit you with a Raptors series, which is like the most common dog on the planet right now. But I do like the Golden State even money at minus one and a half games. Denver is a team that they just don't have it, especially with the way Clay's been playing lately. And I mean, no, the Warriors no are a problem. What? They don't have Alfred or Robin either. No, they don't. That's what, Well, Robin might come back. There's been reports that Robin is actually potentially going to make oh, an appearance. Be but Mid-series. Is Alfred, Alfred going to be there? Alfred, Alfred no. Alfred's done. Oh, Alfred's done. All Alfred's right, got so a Alfred's bad not... back. He's like 80 years old. He can't get up off the couch anymore. Like he, does, like, he doesn't Alfred. have it. But Robin it, is supposed but to come back. Alfred can give us short stretches where Alfred can do 
like young Alfred things. He gives us short stretches where he can do young Alfred things, but for the most part, Alfred is just old. He's just old with a bad back, and he can't do anything. He's actually perfect for Michael Porter Jr. because they both can't get up. They both have no back. <laughs> like It's really a perfect comp, but <laughs> Jamal Murray is supposed to come back, apparently. I, if I had to guess, game three, something like that. But, I mean, what's the protocol for allowing a guy who's missed over a year to immediately come back for the playoff series? What do you play him, 15 minutes? Like I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. All right, the Batman spoiler coming in about 10 seconds. So if you haven't seen the Batman yet, I will give you about another five seconds to either skip for the rest of this podcast or be succumbed to this spoiler. Okay, all right, here it comes. Somebody please, if you can find where Alfred was in the hospital bed and put Michael Porter Jr.'s face on Alfred, I would love you forever. I would absolutely love you forever if you did that. You send it to me. Send it to me at Slack, SG.PN. Or on Twitter, just tag him. Or to send it to me or it's at me on Twitter, at reallyreal underscore underscore. I would absolutely love you if you could make that Photoshop. And don't make it a bad Photoshop where you have, like, the square box behind the person. Mm -hmm. Like, make it look good. Make it look like it's really Michael Porter Jr. in the bed. But if you can do that, oh, it's fucking great. I love it. It would be hilarious. But once again, to back to my point, what's, what's the protocol? Let's say Murray does come back. What's he going to play? Like 15 minutes out of the gate? I don't think, I don't think he's going to swing a series at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I think Golden State's going to win in five or six. Oh, wait. Dennis. Oh, here we go. My bad. Got to put my mic a little bit. No, I agree with you. I do. I don't think that Jamal Murray is – no, it doesn't do anything for me. At this point, it doesn't do anything. I think it's too little too late at this point. I would have liked to see Jamal Murray back two weeks ago yeah. and getting in-game action for me to ever think that it was going to have a chance on impacting the series. And that's why I'm down, still down on the Nets for the same reason. I would have liked to see Ben Simmons back two to three weeks ago. So Can you imagine coming back first time impact. in a year and you're guarding Jason Tatum? You're guarding first-team Jason Tatum and your first action in about a year you're and sick. change? You're sick. You're tired. You're tired the whole time you're on the court. He's not giving you any chance to rest at all whatsoever. I would attack the fuck out of Ben Simmons and make – all right, you got to show me in game one and two that you're still that defensive player of the year type player. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to go at you for the whole rest of the series. I got, uh, I got a more important better. question, though, about Simmons, though. Does your free throw bet carry over into the playoffs? I don't know because you're I still riding know. that man i mean you've been there for I a couple know. months at this point maybe a year i i know i haven't actually gone back to that book and looked at that bet to see i just figured you got to read the fine already. print if playoffs are included or not yeah maybe maybe i can get them to rebuild like just open the bet back up for me because if he i'm telling you right now if he plays in the playoffs and he he misses that first free throw I will literally come up here and curse to the heavens. I will curse everything. If he comes back in the playoffs and he, and he misses that free throw and I don't get to cash this bet, I, I will curse everything. What odds did you get, because by the way? why? Huh? What odds did you get? It was plus 100. Okay. It was plus one. I, the fact that I was getting plus money at all, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I think at one point it was plus 125. And then I pulled the trigger at plus 100 because I was just a little bit late. But it was, still, it was still sitting at plus money. It was firm, firm laying the points on the no. And it just did not make any sense to me at all. 
Well, the sense was that he shot like 30% from the foul line in the playoffs last year. I think, I think that was the reason why, but we'll see. It just, I don't know. Did you think he was getting better? Did you, did you think he was, getting, he was practicing that in all season? You mean health-wise or free-throw shooting? Free-throw shooting. He I mean, he's got Kyle Korver that. as a coach. That should help, right? I no. Mean, Korver's <laughs> giving him pointers for a couple months. There's people. There's so many people that gave LeBron pointers on his shooting and his. I'm just saying when when yes, your coach, it was plus one twenty five. When oh, your right, coaching staff has Steve Nash and Kyle Korver, you better make your damn free throws. That's all I'm saying. Those are two ninety plus percent free throw shooters in the building. You better make your yeah. free throws. That's all I'm saying. Oh my gosh, I and it's gonna be hilarious. Whatever happens, whether he goes to the line and he makes it or he misses it, my mentions are going to flood. My mentions are going to absolutely flood. <laughs> All right. You got anything else, Scott? Not really. No, I gave out two dogs there for series we didn't even talk about, so I went off the radar there, went off the grid. But I'm looking forward to the play-in game. should be fun. The hardest part is going to be stalling through today. I made a hockey play. That's 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 where I'm at in my life. I have you know have to figure out some other ways to get by. But yeah, I'm looking forward to basketball tomorrow. Should be fun, and hopefully, I know it involves you losing. But if I cash my Cavs miss playoff bet at plus five sixty, I'll be a very happy guy. Yeah, absolutely, a very very happy guy. Either way, I think we're happy regardless because I'm getting them at plus money. So somebody's gonna be happy. Yeah. All right. You guys know where to find me at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget about the playoff bracket challenge. Go to the website, go to the app, go into our contest link and make sure you join there for a chance to win $500. I have nothing else for you. I have nothing else for this episode. I don't even have an ending to give you. So I'm just going to sit here and end the podcast like this. We are out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it.